Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Tessianos, and today is day 22 of 31 Days of Horror. To follow along on these wicked, wayward ways of wizard we whoa, 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 please follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, <laughs> Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash OCD Podcast. We are nine days away from Halloween. Nine days away, oh my god. And seven days away from OCD's second Halloween giveaway. On Thursday, October 29th, we will be giving away a very witchy package. That includes a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Volume 1 comic, a Salem and Sabrina Funko from the Netflix series, and OCD stickers. To enter is quite simple. Head on over to your social media of preference, follow Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, and share your favorite OCD horror post thus far. Tag OCD in your posts along with the hashtag 31 Days of Horror Comics, and you will be entered into the raffle. That's one entry per person, and it's going to be a devilishly good time. Now, to introduce today's guest ghost co-host. Whew, so many tongue twisters today. This guy is my longtime friend from the ye old roller derby days of yesteryear. He is <laughs> <laughs> he is Max the Goblin Detective on the Adventure They Wrote podcast and the Jack of All Trades on 96.5 Jack FM in Seattle. He is my buddy, Jason Megatron Burroughs. What's up, Megatron? <laughs> Hello. How are Hello. you? Hello. Good. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. This is exciting. I have been wanting to do this ever since we did... Uh, Darth Maul, back yes. when you were doing your your Star Wars uh, series. So yes, welcome back. I'm so I'm I'm hey, like thanks. legit so happy to have you here. Like I was so excited. I was like oh, I get to see Megatron today. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you're like one of it's my favorite nice to people. See your face. <laughs> oh ah, thanks. <laughs> um. So oh my gosh. All right. So you were on a Halloween episode. What yes. does Halloween mean to you? You know, it's uh, it's funny. For the longest time, I was one of the the kids that was like, if you said like, "What's your favorite holiday?" It was uh-huh. Halloween. Halloween, hands down, right? Like, I yeah. I um would decorate. I would put the lights up. I would carve pumpkins. All of yeah. the things. And I was I you had kind of prepped me for this question before, and I was thinking about it. And I was like, <laughs> ever since. Ever since I turned 40, I'm just like, all I want to do is have kids come to my house and give them candy. And I, but my apartment is in, is positioned in such a way that it's, the front door is not accessible. And so, uh, the first year I lived in that apartment, I went out and I bought like $200 worth of candy. I bought oh. uh, like apple cider that I kept in the crock pot next to the door for the for the parents. Oh. Uh, I had fireball to be able to like give them a little extra nip oh if they God. needed to, you know. Yeah. And I had zero people show up at yeah. my door, and so my roommate and I had candy. So it's like all I want to do now is be the guy who gives out the full size Snickers bars. Yes, um, because I'm too old to go to Halloween parties now. What? <laughs> You're never too old to go to Halloween parties. Uh, it's true. It's you're probably right. I'm just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. But no, I I love Halloween because it's just it's it's one of those times where you can you can do anything, right? Like you yeah. can be anything and it doesn't matter and I wish that that kind of attitude was more pervasive throughout the year. 
I a hundred percent agree with you. I was like, why do why do, why do I love a Halloween? It's because you can dress up and be <laughs> silly and goofy and be in character and like like hang out with your friends and just yeah, just be in costumes and nobody judges you. It's like oh, it's Halloween, it's fine. But yeah, like why why not all year round? Why can't I wear fairy wings to work, Megatron, all year? <laughs> That's true. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna can I put you on the spot Please. for something real quick? Yeah. Uh, so uh, in nine days. Yes. In eight days, starting the 30th. Okay. Yes. Starting in the, the wee hours of the early morning on Friday the 30th. Okay. Um, Jack FM, we are going to do a 24-hour marathon <gasps> where I am going to watch 24 hours of Halloween movies. Oh, my gosh. And we're going we're gonna to stream it. It's going to be uh, like a, a fundraiser. We're, we're donating for Northwest Harvest here in um, uh, in the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. And so if you are interested sometime in the wee hours of late Friday night, pre-Halloween Saturday morning, if you wanted to like jump on the stream with me and, yeah. you know, like co-watch yes. a movie with me. Uh, yes, be, the answer kind of is a hundred percent yes. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're putting all of the details together now. Yeah, but we're gonna do twenty four hours of Halloween movies. We oh may do the same movie over and over and over again for twenty four hours to make it that kind of fun. Okay. Uh, and we're gonna do it on we're gonna do it on Twitch so that we can like so if you have uh, Prime Gaming you can like watch the movie along with us. Okay. And um, yeah, it's that gonna sounds be... like so much fun. I'll be there. No I'm problem. excited. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh yes, God. Halloween is good. Yes, Halloween is so good. It just got better. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I literally get so excited about Halloween. Like, I'm that little kid that doesn't know what to do with their energy. I'm just like, Halloween. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Important question. Oh, oh man. That is a good question. I... I love peanut butter and chocolate together. So anything mm. Reese's, like the little the Reese's pumpkins, are always a huge hit. Um, but also like whatchamacallits, yeah. like the little mini. Yeah. It's the it's one of the few times that you can get mini whatchamacallit bars, and I love those. Um, but like for me, being who I am now at this stage of my life. I I would buy the big like the king size Snickers bars because that was what I wanted to be the guy who handed out, and um, so I guess like king size candy bars is my official like favorite to give away. Okay, but favorite to eat. Favorite to oh. eat the uh, yeah the Reese's like the pumpkins the Reese's pumpkins. Oh yeah, those are like so those. cute and adorable. I love that that is your dream to be the guy who has the giant candy bars. You're like, we yes. got to go to the giant candy guy bar's house. And the parents are like, yes, exactly. we do, because he's got fireball <laughs> apple cider. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're putting you on blast. Everybody, go to Megatron's know, right? house. <laughs> Come to, I mean, this Not year this we'll year. be, we'll be yeah. throwing, throwing Snickers bars at people, but <laughs> you stay on the sidewalk. <laughs> Don't bring your Rona around me. <laughs> six feet. Six feet. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I saw, this. I saw a meme, and it was um, uh, trick or treating in 2020, and it was a guy with a slingshot. <laughs> Just pink, pink. Kids are like, "Thanks, Ow. Have a oh. have a Werthers. <laughs> I hope it's an old man with a beard. That's what you just sounded like. Yeah, have a yeah. Werthers. <laughs> pink. 
Anyway. Oh, this is already so much fun. Oh, my God. I'm, like, so excited. I'm, like, um, Okay, cool. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so you have us here today reading a rather... I was like, hey, Megatron, do you have a horror (laughs) comic? You were like, oh, yes, I do. How about serial killers? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) What are we reading today? (laughs) Uh, Nail Biter. And uh, this is uh, from Image Comics. And uh, I was turned on to this by my friend Stacy. So Mm. years ago, this was right after it came out uh, because it was published in 2014. Um, my friend Stacy and I did a comic book swap. I have the first like 30 issues of Deadpool 97, like the, the Deadpool run that kind of set him up in the, the kind of funny fourth wall breaking Deadpool that we know now. Um, and, um, so I have all of these originals and so I, loaned her those and she was like if you like serial killers you're gonna (laughs) like this book and so she uh lent me that one and i read it back then when it first came out and then i reread it for the podcast and um yeah i i like the i like the idea behind it i just i wish that i had continued reading beyond volume one because like the like the end of volume one is very good i just i never continued reading it because it was her book and I gave it back and I never I never went forward with it. So So you're at a cliffhanger just like me. Yes. Oh yes. my god. So you don't know who the killer is either. I don't. Oh my god. <laughs> and I so I, I as I was rereading last night, okay. I got to the end and I was just like, oh right. <laughs> this is where it ends. And then I clicked and it was like, would you like to buy the next volume? And I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I bought the next volume, and uh, I just haven't read it yet. So, uh, well, okay. So then, all right. Then at the end of this, we have to say like who we think it is, like each of us, who like individually oh, okay. we think it is. Yeah. All right. And um, okay. So how many volumes of this are there? Do you know? Uh, there are. I was just looking at this. I want to say that there are six total volumes. Oh, okay. Yes, six total volumes. And it's funny because when I announced 31 Days of Horror, somebody on Twitter was like, crossing fingers, please tell me you're going to do Nailbiter. And I was like, oh, oh nice. You know? <laughs> so, nice. This is for you. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, okay, so this one is written by Joshua Williamson and illustrated by Mike Henderson. Um, do you know anything about these dudes? Do you know anything uh, that they've done? I don't. Uh, because, like, as much as I love comics, I don't, I admittedly do not keep up as much as I should. That's so. okay. Oh, my I gosh. Don't. It's totally fine. It's <laughs> funny. Um, I keep uh, name drop a uh, Dan Slott. I don't know who he is. I, I don't know him personally, but he's on Twitter. And he was like, yeah. um, he. I don't know if you saw his tweet, but he was like, if you read one comic, you're a comic fan. That's it. True. Period. Yes. Yes. So I like Dan Slott. He's Sp- he is Spider-Man to me. Oh, he is. He. I think we reviewed Superior Spider-Man on here, and I think he did that one. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, see, he's okay. great. See, like I have a comic book podcast, but I still am. I'm like, I think. I, I think he wrote that. <laughs> um. Okay. So we're reading Volume One today. I'm gonna do a little quick yes. little summary here. 
Um, where do serial killers come from? And why has Buckaroo, Oregon given birth to 16 of the most vile serial killers in the world? NSA agent Nicholas Finch needs to solve that mystery in order to save his friend, and he'll have to team up with the in- infamous Edward Nailbiter Warren to do it. Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson deliver a mystery that mixes Twin Peaks with the horror of Seven, which this, the V is like an actual Seven. Yeah, the movie, yeah, with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Oh, the movie Seven. Oh, oh, no, I haven't what? seen that one. No, you've never seen Seven. I've never okay, seen wait, Seven. Wait. Okay, tell me. All right, hard, hard stop. Hard okay. stop. <laughs> okay. You need tonight. <laughs> okay. You need to watch Seven. Do you know? You know the meme, the "What's in the box?" What's in the box? Oh, I've heard that. That's from Seven. Uh... It's. Oh my God! It is the like. It's like if you took a Nine Inch Nails song and made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's but uh, yeah, it's the uh, uh, the Seven Deadly Sins serial killer, um, old old cop on the verge of retirement in Morgan Freeman, brand new cop uh, in Brad Pitt. So good. Oh so my good. gosh! I mean, that sounds like a great team up. So I'm I'm already down. I'm in. Like, yeah. It's- it's happening, and I'm going to text you when I do. I'm be like, oh, my God, what have I been missing? My life is complete. That's yes, podcast life. listeners, please give Tess some guff on Twitter about <laughs> no, this. No, I don't want guff. I don't need more <laughs> guff. <laughs> All right, so let's anyway, sorry, dive. Back no, no, no. To, back to the I, No, trust me, I love when to go off on, on um, go off-road. That's my favorite part. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So to get us back on the road here, um, let's do a little little rundown of this awesome comic. I will say I enjoyed it. I'm weird about serial killers because I'm like, should I be reading this? Um, are they going to come get Am I going to like manifest this? You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> are you I, a serial? Go, no, what about you? What about you? So I, I enjoy serial killer stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Mindhunter on Netflix and the um, like HBO's documentary about uh, the Golden State Killer mm. and Michelle McNamara's book, uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, super good, super dark, and super like creepy learning about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy it um, in that like not obsessive way, uh, but in the you know this is this is exciting to to learn about sort of way, and um, so. For me, reading this book was just it was it was interesting the way that they weaved in multiple different serial killers from one town. That mm-hmm. aspect was super interesting to me. Um, but uh, yeah, have you seen Mindhunter? On no, Netflix? but you're the second person in the, within this month to suggest that. Yeah, it's super good. Um, the guy that they have playing Ed Kemper. Uh, did you watch Umbrella Academy? Oh, of course. Yeah. So Hazel. From Umbrella Academy. Yes. Cha Cha and Hazel. Yes, yeah. So he plays Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Okay. And he is the creepiest person ever. Right? Like just his whole demeanor, it like it just puts chills up your spine because he's cold and he's confident and he's calculated and he's like they're talking to him because he's the one serial killer that is in prison that is like, yeah, absolutely. Come talk to me. I'll tell you all about my thought process in this back when they were trying to develop the FBI's 
profiling yeah. uh, to bureau, and um, it's super good. And then they just they kind of go from there, and they go through all of these different serial killers, and they talk about like because it's a dramatic historical, you know, like a dra- dr- not reenactment, but like a dramatization of real things that happened. And so the Atlanta child killings and um, like the co-ed killer and Manson and all of that stuff. The guy that they got to play Charles Manson was amazing. Like he's only in for like one scene and he's just fantastic. Creepy. Like just. Yeah. 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 So good. Oh my gosh. Like what, what do you think it is about like serial killer stories, like podcasts, movies, TV shows, whatever. What, what do you think like keeps us hooked? Catharsis. It's okay. that for on the one hand, it's interesting to think about being able to do that. But on the other hand, it's relieving to to be able to follow the story along about how they got caught. Yeah. And how they are no longer out there doing what they're doing. I think is the best way to describe that, maybe. No, but, yeah, that's yeah. totally a good way to describe it. It's like it's like sh- like just even them revealing their strategy, you start thinking like, whoa, these guys are like scary smart. And how did I not see that? You know what I mean? They just, they're like magicians. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I and do like, not condone it, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's one line in, in season two of Mindhunter where they're talking to Ed Kemper mm-hmm. and um, they're going through like their, their profiling of these different serial killers that they're that they are working on trying to find and uh he's like wow it's almost as if your entire profile basis is on the serial killers who have been caught mm, like okay you know like yeah opening that door to like what about all the people that you haven't caught that are out there doing all of these other things and it was just but the way that that scene is framed and um one of the one of the youtubers uh i want to f- I want to say it was uh, Lessons from the Screenplay, did, I think, maybe, did a, a really um, uh, intense breakdown of that specific scene and the way that they, like, framed the shots. And this oh. has nothing to do with comic books, but <laughs> again, we're like, we're, we're off on a tangent. But, um, <laughs> like, it's super interesting the way that they, like, sh- tilt the camera when they're talking to one, when they're focusing on one character and, like, straighten back out when they're on another character. Mm. And, like, it's just... It's beautiful. It's a be- beautifully shot show, okay. and um, it's got Jonathan Goff, like Kristoff uh, from Frozen. Oh my gosh! Is oh my gosh! He the can play lead. Bad guy. Uh, no, he's the lead FBI guy. Oh, he is. Okay. Like the like the super obsessed with serial killers guy who's out there trying to like figure out how they tick, and um, it's it's weird seeing him in that role. Ooh. When Side you know him as Frozen. As, as Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, quick side tangent to the side tangent. Did you see him in Hamilton when he was the, the king? I have never seen Hamilton. Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> you have tonight, tonight, you have got to see Hamilton. Ah, <laughs> oh, came back to bite me. <laughs> ah. Well, speaking of biting... How about this yes. comic nail biter? <laughs> we got right, this. Sorry. <laughs> I love this. Such a good segue. You guys, I, love I freaking love this guy. He's he's been in my life for a long time. He's he's a gem of a person. Um anyway, okay, so I'm just I, so excited. I attempt. To be here. <laughs> All right, so 
setting the scene. We're starting in Riverside, California. We've got the SWAT team. They got a police raid on this place um, to catch the Buckaroo Butcher, otherwise known as Edward Childs, Charles Warren. Can you please tell us what this nail biter guy, what, what's his, his gag? <laughs> what does he do? Right. What- so the nail biter is the 16th Buckaroo Butcher. And uh, they're called the Buckaroo Butchers because these 16 different serial killers have come out of Buckaroo, Oregon. And uh, so his deal is he kills people and then chews their nails off. And when I first read that, when I first read the description of like, this guy's whole thing is that he chews other people's nails was like, (laughs) really? Like that? That's what you went with? Like, that's your... That's your kink? Like, I, I'm not going to kink shame anybody. Like, chew other people's nails if you want to, but that's your deal. But yeah, I will say that it that scene when they when they come when they burst in and um, uh, reading on on a computer screen with the guided view where it, where it goes like panel by panel, yeah. um, like that what, when it widens out to see the entire panel. He's super creepy with the dead bodies and the skeletons and all that stuff. And he's just there with this this hand in his mouth and, you know, like <laughs> chewing off, chewing off uh, some some fingernails. Some but fingernails. yeah, so that's his deal. He goes past the nails, too. He's like, he goes oh, past yeah, like the all nails. the way down to the bone. Yeah. So we're Ooh. like, all right, I guess that's where they get the name Nailbiter. <laughs> what, what, the a, what a start. <laughs> what, what a start. Um, and then we go, we're three years later in, um, and we meet this guy named Finch. He's on the bed. He's got a gun yes. to his head, and his phone buzzes. Very, very like the universe being like, no, don't kill yourself today. You've got some some mystery to solve. Um, and his buddy Carol has figured out the buckaroo butchers. And Finch is... Um, I think he's a bureau dude. Uh, yeah, he's an NSA uh, agent or something. NSA, yeah. NSA agent. Um, and uh, so he goes to this this place called Buckaroo, Oregon, to figure out what these Buckaroo butchers are about. And it's funny because I love he he's on this like I don't know he's on the sidewalk or something, leaning against the shop, trying to get in touch with his friend Carol. Well, the last name is Carol. I'm I'm calling them by their last names, Finch and Carol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, so Finch is, like, biting his nails, and this, like, punk rock girl comes up to him. Like, she probably shops at Hot Topic, and he's, like, <laughs> he's like, uh, she's, like, don't bite your nails around here. Like, you don't want to do that. He's, like, whatever. Um, but then, okay, can you please explain this murder store, this, this serial killer souvenir shop? What's that? Yeah, so in the, in the universe of this comic, now that we have discovered that there are 16 separate serial killers who have come out of this one town um the grandson of the very first one the book burner decided to try to capitalize on it you have all of these murder tourists who are coming uh they 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 listen to podcasts and they're like yeah. i'm going to go visit you know salem massachusetts for the witch trials and buckaroo oregon for the serial killers and so he opened up the murder store to try to earn some money from these murder tourists that are coming around trying to look at look at where the nail biter grew up or whatever yeah and it's i i'm like God, okay so salem witches i think that's cool it's fun and mystical but then we've got like people have been murdered here also, why are all these people still in Buckaroo, Oregon? 
I yeah. I mean, I guess the easy <laughs> right? answer is because it's convenient for the story. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I in real life, I don't know. It's like I, it's it's that whole like you're kind of you can get trapped somewhere, and sure. you know, like if you work at the the local, you know. If you look work at the local hospital, like mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to leave or if you're yeah, working at the murder store and business is booming. Yeah. Your podcast then, is taken off and Right. Yeah. Right. I I'm so surprised they didn't have anything to do with like murder podcasts in there. Like we we record a podcast in the back, right? <laughs> I'm curious if that comes up later in the in the volumes. Yeah. Because it feels like a very topical thing, especially like given that this one came out in 2014 mm-hmm. and that was right during the heyday of Serial and though like those podcasts that are, you know, didn't uh, My Favorite Murder yes. uh, start mm-hmm. like right around then. Yeah. So yeah. stay sexy, don't get murdered. Don't get murdered, stay sexy. Um, well, speaking <laughs> of sexy, uh, we've got, so right outside of this store, that Hot Topic girl I was talking about earlier, she gets taunted on by these boys, and they, like, slap her ass, and all of a sudden she starts beating them up, and then our guy Finch starts beating them up, and then we meet Miss the, the Sheriff Crane, who is this this lady sheriff, and I say lady sheriff because typically you're going to go, Sheriff, oh, it's a guy, it's a big it's a big guy with a hat on and right. a star, Right. Um, no, it's a lady sheriff. She shows up, and this is when we realize that Finch's buddy Carol, he's missing in Buckaroo, Oregon. So we're like, well, fuck. She is bad. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Our first dun, dun, dun. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so, okay, so then we, like, this, this story slowly unfolds. We don't totally know Finch. We don't totally know these characters. We don't totally know this town. We just know that, you know, if you live there, you should probably move. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, what I thought was weird was that they're driving, you know, Finch and uh, the sheriff, and they see this guy in the woods with a mask on, and he says nothing, and then he disappears. Yes. Like, he has, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. I was like, I... uh... <laughs> There are quite a few moments where uh, I'm really glad that I reread this with the guided view um, on mm. online because if you're just looking at the page, the like light going off, light coming on, light going off, light coming on, you know, like there's a person there, there's a person not, right? right. Like that reveal is different when you are seeing panel by panel instead of just page by page and um but yeah like there there are quite a few moments where people appear and then disappear and uh, it kind of it adds to that creepy somebody's watching them vibe Ooh, so you suggest watching the uh uh, reading this like the close-up on your phone or tablet or computer whatever Ooh, i like yes okay i do because um Mm. like i i like the guided view anyway just because it's for me, it's easier to read the dialogue. Sure. Um, but when they're, you know, because they'll zoom in on the speech bubble or whatever, and you just bounce back and forth, and then it opens up to see the wider picture. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, that is one of the things about the advent of online comics reading that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, I, I, I do like the creepy vibe that this entire comic gives off because though it, it is the the murder mystery in the truest sense where you really don't know what's going on. You don't know who is to blame. You don't know. There are so many people that you could point the finger at in the in the beginning, though you might not want to because the nail biter might bite off your fingernail. <laughs> but um, he'll be here all night, folks. He'll be here. All night. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Um, okay. I'm now I'm like, yes, because there, we'll talk about this later with the lights flicker on and off and you don't you don't get to see the whole page where you see who it is. Ooh, 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 this is good. Um, okay. So then they go and knock on this guy's door and a guy opens it and he has a bloody butcher knife in his hand. You're like, Oh God, where are we? And then that issue just ends. Um, but then we open up where eight months ago. Um, some drama went down in the courtroom. Megatron, could you please, could you please tell us about this, uh, this courtroom scene? So, uh, apparently there are all of the charges against, uh, the nail biter, uh, Mm -hmm. the serial killer known as the nail biter. And, uh, he is acquitted of all charges. He's found not guilty Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. no explanation, no reasoning, no whatever. And I, I, Hope that they delve into that in later issues of the comics, just because yeah. it's they they caught him red-handed, like they caught Literally. him in the act. Yes, and so uh, it was weird that that there's this big courtroom scene, and he was uh, determined not guilty, and was able to move back to Buckaroo, Oregon, when he where he grew up, and that's where he has been living ever since. Yeah, there and something a theme that keeps occurring is that like. All these murderers, these serial killers, they're all like, but that's, but that's, uh, you know, that's our local dude. Like, he's such a nice guy. He was a nice kid when he was younger. How could he do that now? You know, it's like they, they can't figure out why all these nice people, nice people, quote, are becoming serial killers. And this guy's no different because he's buddies with the sheriff that we have here because they were like, they were in a relationship in high school or whatever. And so, like, right. she's kind of- They went to prom yeah. together. They went to prom together. Like, she's really easy on him, you know? Which ish. Is, yes. Ish. Yeah. yeah, I'd say ish, but he, he kind of likes it. That's kind of his thing, though. He likes how yes. she bites back. But ouch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Full of jokes today. Um, okay, so they knock on this guy's door. He opens the door. Um, we get a flashback at the beginning of the next issue where he's not guilty in trial, and you're like, what? No. Um, and then we go to inside Warren's house, and he's like got this big pot of blood and guts and 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 uh, bones, and we find out he is not very nice to cows because he takes it out on cows. And I was like, um, how is that any? How is that any? As a vegetarian, how is that any better? I don't. I don't know that it is. As a meat eater, I don't know how <laughs> how that's any better. And it's I just, it's, I don't know. It's like, there are animal cruelty laws too, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, don't, it's a I whole don't know, lot but, of, it's a big stew I guess, we got going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I But it, it still does, it points the, it gives us that vibe of this is not a good person. This is, this person is still a serial killer. He's just not killing people currently 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 allegedly allegedly i was just gonna say that (laughs) read my mind um yeah finch is even like 
this guy's holding something back from us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something uh, going on here. Something's going on. Um, and then there's this big fire at a local motel. Uh, the sheriff gets this call. She's like, oh, we got a skedaddle. Um, they go to this uh, motel. It's on fire. Finch is like, oh, shit, I got to get in there because this is where Carol, his buddy Carol, his missing buddy Carol was. And he's like, I got to get his notes because he knows what's going on with the buckaroo butchers. He runs in. And there's, there's a body in the tub on fire. Uh, so we're like, oh, is this Carol? Is it Carol? Is that you? Um, so they take Carol's body in. He's like, man, you know, what's going on with that? Uh, and then we start to slowly reveal a little bit more about the sheriff. This is when we learn that Sheriff and Warren, they went on a prom date. Um, stuff like that. And then we get uh, the man in the mask again. Right. You know? Yes. Right. Please explain this part. This so, um... The mask that he's wearing is the mask from the murder store of the original Buckaroo, Oregon serial killer, the book burner. Mm-hmm. And so we see this guy standing off in the distance. He's wearing the mask and then he leaves and we see him leave. We see him walk away. We see him take the mask off and we see that it's uh, the teenager, the little ruffian who had been slapping Alice's ass earlier, mm-hmm. who got punched by both Alice and Finch earlier. He takes off this mask and then is immediately killed by somebody else off screen. And yeah. uh it's it you know like it's the surprise cuz you're like oh it's it's this kid like what what are you doing kid and but things are things are not as they seem. They are not as they seem. Um do you remember <laughs> that that um that I play it with my niece all the time. I think it's called Guess Who, where you have all yes. the, the people yes. stand up. Yeah. It's like slowly they start doing that. They're like, Does he have glasses? No. And you put, you know, you put the thing down. And because you think, like, Oh, it's got to be one of those jerk kids. No. Kill him. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So it's not. Mark Hank. him off permanently. Mark him off. Permanently, and Alice, the the permanent God, this is so dark. Um, <laughs> permanently gone, done. Um, but it's really sad how he dies. Actually, he gets hung like basically just in front of everybody in front of a store. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, Megatron, that they like everybody is so okay with all of this and they're so used to all this happening. They're like, oh yeah, there's a kid hanging in the town square. Like, well. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's that it's that horror movie, horror comic uh, atmosphere of, well, I guess I guess this is starting again. What are you going to do about it, Sheriff? Oh, maybe we should. um, Well, I mean, and then as we see, uh, some people do try to take matters into their own hands. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. They um, these guys are like, you know what? I think that nail biter Warren guy, he needs to die because because Hank is hung. And I forgot to mention his nails are chewed off. So it's either he was set up or he did it. Right. 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 Yes. Uh, his his fingers are gone and um, uh, hung in in front of the sign of the murder store. And uh, then the local, I guess, how are they described in the book? The local rednecks oh. uh, decide to go out and uh, and basically lynch uh, the nail biter. Yeah. And then the sheriff's like, nope, we got to get over to his house. And she slams the tree so that he falls down and he doesn't die. And she throws right. him in, in jail to protect him. Um, 
even before this, I wrote it down because I thought it was so interesting. They start naming what the other Buckaroo Butchers were. So there's yes. the cross. Yes, there's the Crossbone Killer who has a crossbone obsession. So he always does the scrolling crossbones with his with his victims. Um, the Terrible Two. There were these twins who kill other twins. <laughs> Um, and then there was the blonde who kills guys that catcall. I'm not mad at her for that. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and I like that, like, that was Sheriff uh, Sheriff Crane's, like, role model. Not role model. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the one that she liked growing up was the blonde because she killed guys who catcalled. Yeah. So. Some people live in Metropolis. Some people live in Buckaroo, Oregon. We all have right? our own heroes, okay? <laughs> and so, like... The- the next few scenes kind of set up for me the way that I felt when I read the description. So when I read the description of the comic, um, these law enforcement people team up with serial killer to solve crimes happening. Yeah. I was like, oh, Silence of the Lambs, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the FBI teaming up with Hannibal Lecter to try to find whoever. Right. And- they actually name drop that later on in the book where uh, like Alice comes to the jail cell <laughs> because she knows that Nailbiter is there and she's super interested in like picking his brain about all these things and uh, which leads to a bigger reveal later. But mm-hmm. um, like he name drops like, oh, hello, Clarice. And, you know, like I'm I I don't really like Chianti and, you know, like this isn't going to I'm not going to be your Hannibal Lecter. And uh, so I I think it's interesting that realizing that this comparison, that this association would be made with the comic, that they wrote it in in such a way where it's like, yes, we we know that that's where you could go with it. And so we're going to just we're going to head that off at the pass. We're going to realize that yes you the reader are probably <laughs> yes. thinking the same thing that we're kind of going with here so i, yeah, I thought that, that was super interesting it face forward like yes, yes this is exactly what we're exactly <laughs> this right. is the inspiration of <laughs> yeah. right uh and i love that at that point and uh we'll get to that but alice was like what are you saying and he's like he's like you when you told me i haven't seen seven yet you're like tonight you gotta watch it um, no, he was like, you haven't seen it. And she's like, no, no, I'm fucking with you. Of course I've seen it. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's one of my favorite characters. Um, but before we get to that part, there's, we meet, uh, Garth Diggins, who is also named Morty, who's the resident mortician in town historian. Um, so, and this is the clown. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, uh, f- funny, funny story. Tell me. I, I originally read this comic back when Stacy loaned it to me years ago and mm-hmm. then reread it last night in preparation for this episode. Okay. Last Monday, um, and that was Labor Day, because uh, mm-hmm. we're recording this early. I don't know if you want yeah. me to say that or not. Oh, but, it's okay. I mean, it's all, um, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I recorded a special episode of my D&D podcast and the character that like the NPC that I came up with that I want to move forward with as a playable character was a mortician and I named him Morty just Did because you- I didn't have another name and I was just like oh yeah he's just Morty the mortician and yeah. so when I was reading this last night and they were like 
Is your name Morty? And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and he's like, no, my I name wrote is it Garth. first. <laughs> but but it, it made me laugh. So I love that. Um, I wonder if that was like still in your head from the first time that you read Pro- it. Probably. <laughs> so Mortimer. Mortimer, Morty the Mortician. It's like Morticia uh, from Adam's yes. family. I'm like, oh, yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the light flickering moment that Megatron was just talking about. Right. Where you were like, yes, it goes dark and then light, dark and then light, dark and then light. Do you want to explain what this like buildup is? So the real killer mm-hmm. is there in the morgue with all of these characters. And so, you know, like they're they're playing off the lights flickering because this is an old building. It hasn't been updated in 40 years. Like this happens sometimes. And so the right. the thing that I that I really enjoy about these panels is that there is the computer screen that is still lit up. And so when the lights go out, like the panel itself is black, but you still have this blue like glow from the computer screen. And so mm-hmm. You know, like you go dark, light, dark, light. And then in like every other panel, you see this killer in the doorway and then the lights go out and then the lights come back on and he's not there. And then the lights go out and the lights come back on and he's a little bit closer to them. And then the (laughs) lights go out and then the lights come back on and he's gone again. And it's so it's like it was super creepy. Now. I'm looking yeah. at it currently in the the two pages side by side view, and so mm-hmm. like you can as you're looking at it down, you know you you can follow along. But in that guided view, it's super cool the way that it's like black light, black light, person there, person not, and um, yeah, I really enjoy the way that they put this uh this whole thing together because then the uh the killer kind of gets the jump on them and goes to kill the mortician, but. Uh, is prevented from doing so, and then they give chase through the hallways, and uh, and he disappears into the night. He disappears. He's kind of a scaredy cat murderer, this guy. I'm like, a little bit. A little bit. He, yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no stand he, and fight. It's it's live to kill another day. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, if I don't get it on the first two or three, like, I'm out. You know, if somebody prevents me or tries to fight against me, I'm I'm running away. Right. So, I'll get him later. It. Yeah, I'll get him later. Don't worry. It's like he it builds up the suspense, but then also I'm starting to think like, okay, this is like an amateur killer or it's a team, you know, cuz they're right. all hooded in the same thing. So um so that's kind of rounds out that issue. And then <laughs> except for this is actually rounds out the the issue where they uh <laughs> there's <laughs> we're introduced, ready folks? We're introduced to the Buckaroo, Oregon's serial killer graveyard. So, right? They put right. their serial killers in a graveyard. And yes, in a specific locked, like, away yeah. from everything else graveyard. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it works for the like, story. Oh, it works for the story. And I wonder if, like, it's, like, the one of the most touristy spots. It's, like... You know, these girls come up and be like, "Okay, you guys, we gotta hit the murder store." Okay, and then after that, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna send our murder, murder store postcards, and then we have to go to the serial killer graveyard. I'm we we have to go. <laughs> now, so the question is for that I have yeah. is, is the serial killer graveyard public? Do people know that oh. it's there? Because they kind of 
Like they have to like make their way through the woods and they have to unlock the gate to get in there. And, you know, as we find out later, like the serial killers know it's there, but I'm curious if the public knows it's there. That's, you're 100% right. Yep. I don't, yep. I remember that now. It's like it takes a minute to get to it. And even Finch was like, what? No. Um, so then she goes, uh, the sheriff is like, all right, you got to start digging. And so they start digging. And then they start to get shot at. And then here comes the scaredy cat murderer dude again. Comes out um, and, he's, and he attacks them again. And then who's, who's this guy? They unhood the hooded figure. Who is this guy? So this is another one of the teenager. This is Robbie. So there was Hank. And now there's Robbie, and mm-hmm. he is uh, dressed in the the white hood with the black mask. And um, uh, how did that go? Like he just kind of he admits that he was forced to do it, right? But by he can't another, say. yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, he can't say who it is, and then he shoots himself, like. Oh, so then you're like, dang, these kids must have been really influenced by whoever it was. Like, whoever this guy that they're part of, they like, he must have like been like, all right, if you don't do this and then shoot yourself, I'm going to shoot your family. Like something really severe. Right. And uh, he he name drops that there is a curse on the town that is creating all of these all of these serial killers, and he's trying to do this to break the curse. He's doing it for the town, and then that's when he kills himself. Right. Oh, and then, yeah, geez, Louise. It's like every issue, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, They keep you on the edge of your seat because you're like, who could it be? Because now we've got two people crossed off our list, and now we know a little bit more about each character, and then you're starting to just, you're just like, what the... Um, and then we get the scene that Megatron was talking about earlier with Alice talking to Nailbiter in jail, the whole right. um, Kim Belector yeah. uh, situation. And then we jump back to them, and Finch falls into this empty grave. He's like, there's nothing in this grave. There's not a coffin. There's not a body. And then he kind of, I think he just like digs a little bit more, and he falls further. And underground is a big reveal of these prison cells. Um underground and we have no idea it's like it just adds to the mystery even more you're like what what are they using this for right the thing that i found very interesting about this scene is he drops from the graveyard mm-hmm. into this underground lair and the number of the cell that he is standing in front of is 32 and so oh. there are at least 32 <gasps> of these little cage these cells underground and so we know that there are 16 serial killers currently maybe more and um so i found that to be super interesting that there are at least 32 of these little jail cells underground and then that's when the like the big reveal the next scene happens yeah, that uh, that's a really good catch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, 32. All right, we add that to our 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 um our, our case files as a reader. Um and then the big reveal is really horrific. Uh Finch's buddy Carol, he's sitting in a chair with his mouth sewn shut and his arms and legs chopped off. Right. Like and 
surgically amputated. It look, I mean, um, at least he has been bandaged up and tourniqueted so that he won't bleed out immediately. So this person has at least some rudimentary first aid skills to be able to do this to him and keep him alive. But the vibe is that this happened probably while they were digging the hole. Yeah, because they eventually take him to the hospital and they're like, there's something about two days. Like, he's probably been in there for two days. We're lucky we found him. Uh, and he's alive, by the way. And they're they're kind of like, they're bringing him back to life, um, trying to in the hospital. And the doctor's like, he's alive, but... I mean, it's obvious what his life's going to be like. It's it's pretty awful. And uh but then the sheriff lies about where they found them because she thinks that Right. once yeah, once the media finds out about what did she say? I'm trying to think of the things that she lists. It's going to be a media circus. There's there's so many things happening um um there. I'm trying to remember, but she like names off these things that has happened in the town and she's like them finding these prison caves like like it's just going to add to the drama. We don't we don't want that. Right. So, yeah. yeah, she she says that she doesn't want the the fact that there's a serial killer graveyard to be public. Yes. And so, yeah, it's just it's super super weird then they go and they find that Alice has been talking to Nailbiter. Um she's she's tired of protecting Nailbiter now that they know that it's not him that's doing all these things, so they let him out. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's starting to get, it's starting every single issue. They reveal something more, reveal something more. Um, and then they find like a box of murder supplies under Robbie's bed because Sheriff and Finch, they go over to his house to try to figure it out. Um, and something that I didn't mention before that they just say really quickly, there's this murderer called the WTF murderer, um, or the WTF killer. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know until the end, and we'll get to it, but it might be somebody that we know so far that we've been following along. So I'm... Oh. Okay, we'll get to that. <gasps> okay. Mystery. Okay. So um, then they race over to the Raleigh's murder store because something happens where they, they think that he might have something to do with it. Um, but the murder store is now on fire. Raleigh, uh, the guy who owns it, and he's the the guy of the he's the grandson of the book murderer, the burn book murderer, uh, or the book burner, and he's been chopped up, uh, and he's stores on fire, and we meet this new murderer who has horns, looks like he literally rose from hell. Um, he's got fi- he's got knives, and uh, he's a little scary looking. You think he's he's pretty scary looking in there? Do you see him? Yeah, I I enjoy the design of this guy. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. it's totally designed, you know, he's he the big boss, right? Like he this is the boss fight of the yeah. of the episode. Yeah. And uh super cool. Yeah, super super cool. Super hot cuz it's on fire actually. <laughs> uh. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they just kind of, okay. So then, um, what's his name? The Warren, the nail biter dude, he jumps on the back of this horn guy and they start trying to, he starts trying to get rid of him. And then I believe he like, does he run away again? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, the nail biter is able to grab 
this new big bad, this gigantic mm-hmm. guy dressed in black with these horns and these two ni- these two big machetes, and um, he has the choice, like he can take care of him, like you know, like capture him, or the uh, the bad guy points at the sheriff and at Finch, who are trapped inside this now burning building, or he can mm-hmm. go save them and let this bad guy go and he opts to um save the good guys instead of capture the bad guy and so yeah. the bad guy gets away what do you think about nail biter so far like he you know no go i want you to go first i i think that oh man i i don't know right like i right He's written in a really interesting sort of ambiguous way where you can tell that he is a bad guy. He's very Hannibal Lecter, right? Like he is a bad guy, but he wants to be the bad guy. He doesn't want another bad guy to steal his spotlight. And so he wants to help these guys to capture him and to take care of him because he wants to be the star. And I feel like that's probably his primary motivation. I think that he still does care about the sheriff in his own twisted serial killer way. Right. Like, uh, but yeah, I think that his primary motivation is that he wants to be the big name in the town. Yeah. Totally agree with you. He's it's weird because like you're rooting for him. You're oh wait, you're not rooting for him because for obvious reasons. But then you're rooting for him because he's like, like you you trust the sheriff and the sheriff sheriff kind of like has this weird like l- not love but like she respects him in a way where she I mean she put him in jail to to, to protect him for an evening so that he wouldn't get hung. Like she doesn't want him to die because she knows him. It's like. It's a weird situation. Yeah, like you said way back in the beginning of the episode, you're like, it's the two cops and they have one of the murderers like helping them out. And it's it's like, do you trust him and everything that he says, but he gives them reason to trust? It just kind of adds to the whole pot, the whole yep. thing. Yep. It, it okay. makes you want to continue reading. It makes you, it makes you like, like Megatron here who bought the next issue or the next volume. <laughs> yes. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, okay, so then we meet Agent Abigail Barker from the Bureau, and she basically comes into the hospital where Carol is at and the sheriff is at and Finch is at, and she's like, look, I'm taking over. You're obviously not figuring this out. How about we be friends at the beginning here, and you just tell me everything you know, and the sheriff's like, oh, you can just feel it. She's like, I can't tell you everything because I don't totally trust you. But I'm also like, dude, just let her do her job because why not? Then, right. Then you're, you know, yeah. Well, it's like, what do they have to lose? I don't know. It's I, if as a sheriff, I would have been like, you know what? You know, what? I, I'm tired. I'm tired of chasing these dudes. I'm done. Just go ahead. Uh. And then Agent Abigail Barker looks at Finch, who we've had this whole time, and she goes, is that uh, whatever his first name, Finch? He should be on trial for murder. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Again. Again, yes. (laughs) Round two. So that's kind of where this volume ends us. 
Uh, we are certainly left on a cliffhanger, and I want to know what happens. I thought they would give us like an inkling of anything, but they have, and then they haven't. Hmm. Right. We uh, we end with Alice in her basement, and uh, it turns out that she's not a serial killer. She is a potential serial killer hunter. And so she's she is uh, trying to figure out all of the things and all of the whys and where's about why there are so many serial killers down here. And um, I find that to be very interesting because it it, you know, it lends more to the like what where we're going to see her go next. Yeah. Does, yeah. Does she team up with with Agent Barker or the sheriff or. Yeah, it's I, I like that they built up all these characters and you want to see what happens to them in the next few volumes. Like, what's right. going on? Right? Okay. So we've come to the part of the episode where I want to know who you think the killer may be. I can honestly answer this with, I don't know. Like, right? there are there are <laughs> too many people that we have met that, I mean, it might be, question mark, but... Yeah. I feel like there are too many people that we haven't met yet. Right. That, you know. So. Yeah. I don't know. No, totally. Yeah, I agree with you. I was, even just now, I was like, oh, maybe at the end of this episode, if we discuss the whole thing together, maybe I'll cut. I literally have no idea. I think that Finch being on trial for murder, I think that's too easy. I don't think it's him. Sure. Well, I and don't think he was, he was in, trapped in the burning building when the guy, the, the guy in black was outside and now the assumption is that the guy in black with the horns and the two machetes is the big bad but as we saw with both hank and robbie they Mm -hmm. were minions sort of you know like doing the bidding of the big bad so was that the big bad was that just another minion you know like yeah who knows big boss behind the big bad like right yeah is it a long halloween situation where there's two murderers at the end you know right like what what's happening so whoo this is i like at the beginning of this i was like i was like you i was like okay they're biting nails that is that who we're following but we're not we're following so many people there's so much going on and there's so much mystery it definitely makes me want to pick up the second volume me too and you have and I did. <laughs> I'll let you know what yeah. I find out. Yeah, let me know. Be like, oh my God, it was this guy. It was the blah. Uh, well, cool. Thank you for introducing me to this. Uh, what's your what's your like little wrap up review for people who've never read this before? Um, it's worth reading if you are on uh, Comicsology, which that's where I've been reading all of the comics that you and I have been talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have Comixology Unlimited, it is free on Unlimited. It's included with that. Uh, so you can go and you can just read it if you have that. Uh, but like the first volume was only four bucks. And um, so well worth uh, like a, you know, a trade paperback basically for four dollars to read. And uh, but then you're going to be hooked and you're going to want to read the rest of them. And uh, so but yeah, I like it. If you like serial killers, if you like creepy. Right. I did not find this book to be scary at all. Like I was not scared by it by by any means. But I love the creepy vibe. I love the mystery aspect to it. You know, like the our our D&D show is mystery themed. And so it's, you know, 
I like the way that those the the twists and the turns and the and the things that the reveals like all of that stuff is super cool. Yeah. So. Um. I yeah. I love a good mystery too. It's like especially ones where you're not like okay, it's it's the the lady with the lamp in the library. Like we know. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. It's not like that. Well, cool. Thank you. Thank you for introducing this to me. This of was course. awesome. <laughs> um, where can we find you in cyberspace, Megatron? Oh man, so I am everywhere at Punk Junior, and uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, all all of the places. Uh, I am the producer of the Adventure They Wrote podcast, where a noir mystery themed D and D actual play, where we play D and D and then um, edit it together to sound like a radio drama. Um, and uh, it's I enjoy it. It's a super fun uh, thing. We just by the time that this podcast comes out, we will have just ended season three, just wrapped up uh, cold, cold case. And um, we've got uh, the Icewind Dale uh, specials that we're doing in November. And um, yeah, so lots of uh, lots of show there to to check out if you're interested in D&D actual play shows and uh otherwise yeah that's that's pretty much it if you're in Seattle or if you if you listen to radio on the internet um uh I'm I the I'm the behind the scenes guy at 96.5 Jack FM you're in LA so you have 931 oh. Jack FM down there so yeah. yeah I don't listen to the radio much anymore because of I have so many podcasts to listen to. But, that's true. Um, yeah, but that's okay. Um, cool. Yeah, you guys go check out Megatron, and I keep calling him Megatron because I've been yeah. calling him that for over a decade. So it's my name. Too bad, so sad. Yeah, that's your middle name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like it's like, are you a nerd? And you're like, have you seen my middle name? <laughs> yes, it's. Uh, I did the um, the nickname rating tweet meme that's uh-huh. going around the other day, and it's like. Jason, eh, eight out of ten, right? Like it's my name. It's fine. Uh, Megatron, yeah. ten out of ten. I chose it. I love it. It's great. You can call me that anytime you want. Um, you know, <laughs> Punk Junior, eh, eight out of ten. It's fine. Like I've been using that for twenty years, but you know, whatever. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, dear. I appreciate you. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, you too, man. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for day 23 of 31 days of horror. Say bye, Jason. Megatron. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. (laughs) That really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. (laughs) 